Hello everybody. Welcome back to Walk the Talk. Last time we discussed a bunch of idioms and expressions that involved the word beef. That was part one. Uh, we talked about colloquialisms like beefcake, beefy, and beefed up. And today I'm going to give you some more. But uh, first, you know, I hope you had some fun with those, but let me give you an example, one more example. Here's a sentence that can help you to remember all these idioms. Okay, listen to this one. Wow, did you see Amir? He sure got beefed up a lot over the summer. Look at his arms. Wow, look at his shoulders. Wow, he's a total beefcake now. So, is it always related to muscle, you might ask? Can it be used to talk about other things too? Yeah, you bet it can. You can say things like, hey, if you want to get that job with that company, you might have to, you know, beef up your resume a bit. Maybe do some volunteer work related to the company's mission and values and add that to your resume. That would look pretty good. That would beef it up. Okay, so to beef, beef up your resume, it means improve your resume. Add some really great things to your resume to make it look better, make it stronger, more powerful, more impactful. Obviously, there's no muscle involved here when we're talking about a resume, but there's a connection in the meaning. Bigger, more powerful, more strength, more impact. Okay, here's another scenario for you. Imagine a business consultant talking with a client about how to get a startup loan for the new business. The co consultant might say something like this. You really need to beef up your elevator pitch. You need to make a stronger, stronger impact on the listener. Remember, you've only got a minute to get your message across. So beef up your elevator pitch to make it more impactful. Okay, this is a good time to tell you about Canadian English Language Services. We offer all kinds of services. The one that might interest you is our tutorial offer. If you need help, we'll give you 20% off of our posted price. All you have to do is tell us that you want to walk the talk. We can help with colloquial English or formal grammatical English, whatever your needs and goals might be. So, you know, find the link in the podcast description and go to CanadianEnglish.com. Okay, let's get back into the swing of things here. Here's another way that beef is used colloquially. With complaints. Yeah, that's right, when complaining about something. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? It, it sounds different. Yeah, this is a different meaning and a different use of the word beef. But beef is related to complaint. And in fact, you can say it. I'll give you some examples. Um, okay, here's one. I've got a serious beef with those city guys. Yeah, they never cleared the snow off the street in the winter, and uh, now they're neglecting to sweep up the gravel and sand off of the roads. Poor little Bridget, she fell off her bike and got hurt just because of all that gravel. Yeah, I've got a serious beef with those guys. Okay, so beef means complaint or a problem or an issue. I'll give you another example to maybe help you clear it up. Imagine one coworker who is mad at you for not cleaning the lunchroom, and your coworker tells all the others about how they feel. What well, you could say to that coworker, "Hey, uh, 
you know, if you've got a beef with something I've done, you should come and talk to me, you know, face to face, instead of talking about it behind my back. Okay, if you've got a beef with something I've done, so that means if you've got a problem with something I've done, or if you take issue with what I've done, if you don't like what I've done. So this is a different meaning of beef, but nevertheless, it is related to beef, and I'll tell you why. First, I'll give you another example. I've got no beef with my neighbors for playing loud music, but you know that one guy who sings opera in his shower in the morning? Oh, wow. It'd be different if he had a good voice, at least. Okay, so to have a beef with somebody, you might wonder, what's the connection? How did this come about? What's the origin? Well, it's actually, a, it's a funny one. It goes way back, like maybe a hundred years or so in England. And, you know, there was a, you know, a hundred years ago, a hundred years ago or so, there was a, a big division in the classes, you know, between the wealthy and the poor, you know, the haves and the have-nots. If someone on the street pickpocketed a wealthy person, the victim would start yelling, stop thief, stop thief, hoping, of course, that a police, or, or as the British would call it, hoping that a bobby would hear. The British people call police bobbies. So, you know, if somebody got pickpocketed, they would start yelling out, stop thief, stop thief, like stop that guy, he stole my wallet. And, you know, they'd hope that the police would hear this. But as soon as it happened, the other people, you know, the other poor people on the street, they would also start yelling out things to confuse the situation. So some people would start yelling out, hot beef, hot beef, and make it sound like they were selling food, selling hot roast beef sandwiches or something like that. Anyway, they would do this to create confusion and, you know, to mock the situation. And so the police might just hear the hot beef shouts and that would be the end of that. End of story. Can you imagine a police hearing hot beef, hot beef? He would just assume that somebody's selling tasty sandwiches. Not that somebody got pickpocketed. So, you know, these two things, they sound similar, right? Stop, thief, hot, beef. Both are two, two single-syllable words, and they also both have the same vowel sounds. Just listen, they're both two short words, and they both have the same ah, e sounds. Stop, thief, hot, beef. So, I guess you'd regularly hear both of those things shouted out on the streets of downtown London, London way back then. We can see that a person who just got pickpocketed would be shouting angrily and complaining. And so that's how it became associated with the word beef. That's how beef became equal or similar to the word complaint. Okay, here's another use of beef that's totally different. Again, if you're a boarder and, uh, oh yeah, not a boarder like a house guest, somebody staying at a house, not that kind of boarder. I mean, if you're a boarder like a skateboarder or snowboarder, then you might have heard the word beef used as a verb, for example, when somebody takes a hard fall or when somebody crashes hard. Um, so a kid skateboarding in a bowl or a ramp might crash really hard and somebody might say, whoa, he really beefed hard on that trick. 
So beefed hard means to fall hard. It could also be used as a noun. Like, uh, oh, wow, that was a serious beef. I hope she's able to walk it off. Yeah, so if you've ever watched professional snowboarding on television, then you've probably witnessed somebody taking a really hard beef. I know I watched a skateboarding competition, a small skateboarding event, and uh, one kid fell really hard. And, you know, it's lucky he had all his safety equipment on because, yeah, he took a really hard beef and uh, took him a while to walk away from that one. But he's okay. Anyway, colloquial English is challenging, isn't it? It's great to know plenty of idioms and expressions, and it's really nice to have a good understanding of contexts, the context in which they're used, so that we can try to use them properly at the right time, you know, in the moment, so to speak. But it's also a bonus. It's also important to know how the expressions came about, how they originated, and why. It's nice to know something about why, why it's said in, in a given context. This is where a good teacher comes in. They can explain things in more depth. So now, I hope you'll take these examples, these colloquialisms, and, you know, run with them. You know, that means try to use them yourselves. Or, you know, let them stew in your mind for a few days. That's okay, too. Then try to use them in your own everyday conversations, at work, with your friends, wherever you, wherever you happen to go. So remember... It's not enough to just talk the talk. You've really got to walk the talk. And that means really putting these into action, putting them to use. So again, everybody, I thank you very much for listening today. But before I say goodbye, I want to ask a favor of you. Would you please tell your friends about this podcast? Thanks again, everybody. Take care. 